sound on. I'm having some issues. Okay. Okay. I can hear myself, which is always a positive. Hold on. And I need to turn the volume down. Give me one second. There we go. Hey, everybody. It's the effing podcast. It's just solo me in the building today. No Branson, no Kelly Joe to stop me. Uh, I hope y'all are prepared for Christmas. Because Christmas is going down tomorrow morning. Uh... One thing I really have to make note of is how fucking cold it is right now. It is fucking freezing out here. Wherever you are at in the country, whether you're back in Raleigh or anywhere in North Carolina, anywhere where it's fucking cold, be safe, man. Stay warm. I'm doing my part to stay warm. I'm on my second vodka and lemonade. It's pretty good, too. Um, I hope y'all are ready for Christmas. Uh, this Christmas, eh, I wasn't too excited about it. There's just been a whole lot of shit going on, you know, in the personal life. So, you know, Christmas isn't really going to be Christmas this year, if you know. Uh, but it is what it is. Now, the cold, the cold is a different story. This is life-changing cold we're dealing with here. I went outside to my car just to get the little tripod that I set up the camera with. And when I came back in the house, I was married with three kids. It was that life-changing cold that fucked with me. Anyway, uh, just an update. My finger is still fucked up. Doctor said it's going to take a total of six weeks. For those that don't know or don't remember, I broke my finger... The Saturday after Thanksgiving, getting Christmas ornaments from the attic, I stepped wrong and fell through the ceiling 10 feet, or maybe it was 12 feet, you don't have time to measure when you're falling, to the bottom of the concrete in the garage. Luckily, all that happened was I broke my finger, everything else uh, seems to be intact. Um, I was really scared. Maybe I might have some internal bleeding or something, but nah, I'm still here after 30 days, just broken finger. But, um, I hope y'all are cool because, uh, I checked the temperature right now. It's 11 degrees in Maryland because I'm reporting to you live from Maryland, Silver Spring, Maryland, and it's 11 degrees right now as we speak. And... That's pretty warm because earlier it was seven degrees. So it's kind of warming up around here. And uh, here's the weird contrast. It's fucking cold outside, but to compensate, it's fucking hot as hell in here. Like, it's dark and hell is hot. And we're kind of referring to the inside of this house it is fucking burning up. And I don't know if it's due to actually the heat or me being on my second lemonade and vodka. All I know is I'm feeling nice. 
and I hope y'all are feeling nice. Uh, I went out, I took time to uh, hop on Amazon and get my niece and nephew gifts. And it kind of pissed me off because I asked them in Thanksgiving what they wanted for Christmas. And my niece got the little smart mouth now. Her first question is, what's your budget? That's her new response when I ask her what she wants for her birthdays and Christmas. So her response now is, well, what's your budget? And I told her, like, don't be giving me that what's your budget shit. You just tell me what you want and I either get it or I won't. Either or, you will accept whatever gifts I give you. Um, so that's her new thing. But anyway, she tells me yesterday how she wants a, a, a sewing machine. And I'm like, what the fuck you telling me now for? <laughs> Should have told me that shit back in Thanksgiving. I could have made something happen. Now you sitting here telling me everything you want on December 23rd, as if I can just hit up Amazon and have that shit under the tree. I needed somebody need to tell her, you know, that smart mouth gonna um, make you lose out on gifts. You should have just told me what you wanted then. But anyway, that's just my little intro banter, just cause I'm feeling nice. This is gonna be a real fucked up show. I'm just telling you right now, I'm, I'm pretty lit. And, you know, the elves are blazing. It's Christmas Eve. We don't have Branson here to go next topic. So I'm just going to be rambling and shit. But we're going to start it off with the big news of the week. Uh, Tory Lanez found guilty of shooting Meg Thee Stallion. Facing 22 years. Uh... Up to 22 years. Uh, the whole fucking situation is messy. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. This is really kind of hood radish. Just for the simple fact, you know, somebody gets shot for the reason she got shot in the foot. Allegedly. Uh, you know, I thought it was uh, really kind of ghetto. Um, my only issue with the whole thing... I'm really not, like, Team Tory, Team Meg, or anything. I think the whole shit is ratchet. Uh, my only issue was just Megan kind of lying on her cat. And uh, that didn't sit right with me. Because I'm the type of person, like, you know, every woman has a regrettable fuck. Yeah, just claim it and move on. That's all you had to do, you know? The only concern I really have, because in my honest opinion, when women lie on their pussy, that's kind of like, that's kind of like where false allegations stem from. Not saying Megan in particular, just in general, you know? Once you start saying a dude didn't smash that did, then he says he did, and then the court of law says he did, then you admit it. What's the next step? The next step is to make it seem like yeah, I did give him the pussy, but, you know, he, I didn't want to, and now it's going to turn into, you know, not saying this situation in general, but, you know, in general how it goes. One lie leads to another, then another, and then another. Allegations get brought out. Now you've got the general public 
judging him off of, you know, baseless allegations, not saying that this happened in this situation. It's just when you lie on your pussy, it's just, it starts becoming an issue just because you don't know how far it's going to go, how far the lie is going to go. If uh, she lied to the police to protect Tori, would she lie again to protect the man she's with now? It's a lot of lying. And that's the only issue I had with it. I don't agree with her getting shot in the foot. Like, I don't think that should have ever happened. Uh, And for the reason, allegedly, and we still don't know what happened. I just think there's a lot of lying. There's a lot of truth not being told. There's a lot of craziness. The fallout from all of this is going to be the negative. Um, You know this issue is going to be brought up every election cycle coming up. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people trying to politicize, hey, uh, vote for this politician. We protect black women from black men shooting them in their feet. You know, it's going to be that type of thing. It's just going to be another situation that tries to put black men against black women online. And it's going to be corny. And really, at the end of the day, it's, it's dusty behavior from both sides. And I hope there are people out here that are more educated that aren't going to fall for the dumb shit that's going to be happening in the next... You know the fallout from this shit. Uh, I don't think it's right to pick a side. I do think there's wrong on both sides. I think Tory was wrong, too. I don't know if he actually pulled the trigger or not. If he's guilty of it, so be it. You know, if he did actually do it, I'm definitely for him receiving, uh, you know, punishment. I, I don't think niggas should be shooting women in the feet over hurt egos. Uh, that sucker shit. You know, uh, you just should have stopped at fucking her friends. Nothing wrong with that. Shout out to the people in the chat room, the usual FM podcast folks. I don't know. We need to come up with a nickname for our audience. I can't really decide solo. I would have to like, you know what I'm saying, be with the rest of the team. And then we would figure out a proper name for our fan base. Effing fanatics or something. Something stupid. Um, I don't know. You type in your suggestions and we'll try to bring them to light best we can. Um... Besides the cold and uh, Tory Lanez, another thing about this Tory Lanez issue, I keep forgetting. It's just, I hope people don't emulate ratchet behavior from this. I know we in our community, Effinites. Alan Smith, shout out to Alan Smith. Effinites, I like that. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to remember it. And uh, Hebrew Effinites. Slick Hebrew effing lights. I like that. I like that. Yo, shout out to to the fan base. I'm telling you, in 2023, we we got some plans in place. I I can't reveal them online. I don't like talking about shit online before it happens. But best believe, we are working behind the scenes to bring the podcast to bigger and better light. 
we are working on hopefully getting a larger studio to bring people to. We want to bring guests on, man. We want to bring the people who support us and drop comments. We want to bring y'all on. Uh, we're in the process of maybe setting up a phone system so we can take calls. I can do that. That's going to be pretty cool. I, I really want to be talking to people. Sometimes I get... Well, sometimes. You know, I'll admit, sometimes I get so drunk when I do the show, I don't really want to hear feedback. I'll just be... I, I'll be argumentative. But, um... Besides that, man, in the Tory Lanez trial, we have the new year upon us. Now, I don't know at the moment what we are going to do for New Year's as the podcast... I don't know if there's going to be a party. Uh, I don't know if we got something planned at the moment. Uh, but I do know we're going to try and do a show New Year's Eve. Uh, or New Year's. What, what is it? The 30th? The thir when? I, here, this is the cool part. I have my calendar right here on my phone. I can't think right now off the head. So it looks like New Year's Eve is Saturday. Saturday night. God damn, I dropped my phone. Hold on. Um, so yeah, we're going to do a show New Year's Eve. Uh, we're probably going to get deep into New Year's resolutions. Do y'all have New Year's resolutions? I feel like that's some young boy shit. You know, some 20 shit, 20 year old shit. I'm like, if you're in your 30s and 40s, what the fuck are you making resolutions for? Nigga, you should have already been on that shit. Yeah, I, I don't do New Year's resolutions. I believe, oh, what's in the cup? I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, it, it, it's just vodka and lemonade. I, I poured a lot of vodka and a little lemonade just to give it a little seasoning. But um, I'm feeling nice now. That's, that's what's in the cup. Uh, but as far as New Year's resolutions go, I don't believe in them. I believe... Whatever it is you want to do, if you're serious about doing it, you'll do it now. I've heard people say they're going to quit smoking cigarettes as a New Year's resolution. And I'm just like, how? How are you going to sit there and get drunk as fuck on the 31st, smoking all types of cigarettes, and then the next day you just psh, cold turkey? I don't know. I'm going to tell you this. I was a heavy cigarette smoker. For 13 years, I started my freshman year at Central, and I quit when I was 31. I knew I had to quit because when I started smoking cigarettes, I was smoking cigarettes while walking Central's campus. Now, anybody who knows Central knows it's a school built on a hill. So I'm puffing to Newport, walking uphill towards my classes, not losing a step. I mean, I was going, I'm puffing. I knew I had to quit at 31 because this was when I was working at the stu studio, City Live. City Live was popping. I walked out of City Live smoking a cigarette and walked to that gas station that was next door. Anybody who went to City Live knew just one block next door to City Live was a gas station. Nigga, I had a cigarette. Walked outside of City Live, walked one block to that gas station. 
And nigga, I was so out of breath. I didn't go, I didn't even walk uphill. I, it was a downhill walk. And as soon as I got to that gas station, I was out of breath. And that's really the moment I decided to quit cigarettes. That was it. And I decided in my mind to quit. I didn't actually quit that day. I said, I need to quit. It happened a week later. What happened was I had, I caught, I got real sick. I don't know if it was the flu or a sinus infection. I got real sick. I tried to smoke a cigarette. I was coughing. I couldn't handle the smoke. So I didn't smoke that day. Next day, same thing. Day after that, same thing. It wasn't until Thursday where I could actually smoke a cigarette and I didn't want to smoke it on Thursday. After I hit it a little bit, I was like, I'm good. Put it out. And that was the last time I smoked a cigarette. I think I might have slipped once or twice and got a black and mild. But that was it. I haven't touched actual tobacco since I was 32. Well, I guess a real cigar doesn't count. But anyway, that's how I quit cigarettes. It was in April, and it was a month before my birthday. It wasn't a New Year's resolution. I didn't make a bunch of announcements telling all my friends I was going to quit cigarettes, and this is it. Say goodbye to new... I didn't do that. I just stopped smoking cigarettes. And you know what really helped me stop smoking cigarettes? Well, all the broke niggas that were bumming cigarettes off me. Man. You should have seen the look of disappointment in their face when they said, Duh, let me get a cigarette. I said, I don't got no cigarettes. I quit, nigga. And they said, you don't got no cigarettes anymore? Duh, you don't smoke no more? I said, just weed, nigga. And maybe crack if life goes bad. But that's it. No tobacco. And you should have seen the look of disappointment. Because I realized my Newport habit was fueling other niggas' habits. You ever had bought a pack of Newports and then they're gone by the end of the day and that pack was supposed to last you like three days, but you gave out so many because you didn't want people fucking touching your short? You ever had people begging so much for the short? You was like, damn, nigga, just take the whole cigarette. Fuck, get out my face. That was half the satisfaction of quitting cigarettes, seeing all them niggas asking me for a cigarette and the look of dejection. You know, I kind of wanted, you know what I wanted to do out of spite? And I would have done this if I had the money to do I would have just bought unfiltered Marlboros. Like, oh, nigga, you want a cigarette? Here you go. Here's an unfiltered Marlboro straight from that red and white pack. And you just watched him like, nah, cuz, I'm straight. Like, damn. You ever seen a nigga have to decide between an unfiltered cigarette and not smoking at all? That's a real tough decision for a broke nigga. Because he's like, damn, I got to choose between this nasty cigarette and not smoking at all. And, and it's a hard decision. You can look in their eyes like they're thinking. Like, I really don't want this shit, but I kind of do. Like, decisions, nigga, decisions. Hmm. You know, I'd do some fuck shit now if I bought a pack of cigarettes. I'd smear the filter and all types of nasty shit. I don't know. I wouldn't do that to you. Well, anyway, besides that, we didn't have a great deal of storage to cover this week. It was just me coming on live, just giving a shout out. Oh, one question that came to mind, and I'm asking this to the fellas. 
Fellas, say you meet a really fine chick, right? She could be the one, but you found out she has an OnlyFans page. Could you date a woman that had an OnlyFans page? Speaking from experience, I could not. Any woman on OnlyFans, there's just something about OnlyFans that, ew, it just makes your face do this as a man. Because on one hand, OnlyFans is cool because you can see regular chicks naked, but also at the same time, outside of seeing them, it's just kind of, you know what I'm saying? OnlyFans is like the female equivalent to like mixtape rappers. You know, it's like a nigga with a mixtape and a woman with an OnlyFans. That sounds like a perfect power hip-hop couple. Like, check my mixtape, check my girl's OnlyFans. That's a match made in heaven. But personally, I couldn't date a woman with an OnlyFans. And I, and I don't care what type of material she has on there. It's kind of weird, too, because I know OnlyFans isn't only pornography. But, you know... That the pornography is what ruins it for everybody else. There's somebody on there and on OnlyFans who's like non-pornographic and he's they're giving out their OnlyFans page to people and people are thinking like they're the worst person in the world because of like the shit they put on there and it's not even like pornography. So when you say OnlyFans, we automatically think pornography. If you don't do pornography and you're on OnlyFans, I would suggest you take it to another platform like Patreon or something. And I know I'm not advertising for free, uh, but I just did. Uh, Patreon, y'all, you should compensate me on an honor system. Just, you know I shot at you. Give me something for that. It's an honor system here. Um, but yeah, OnlyFans is just one of those platforms where I, I just can't, I can't take any anybody serious on there if they're doing pornographic shit. You know, even feet pics. I heard a woman say, uh, if they just do feet pics, is that a problem? I'm like, yeah. Unless you make six figures. If you make six figures doing feet pics, then that's different. If your feet pics ain't able to buy a house, then I don't really respect it. So, I don't believe I could date a OnlyFans person. But, um, you know another thing that bugs me about New Year's resolutions? And I'm sorry that you turned it back, but goddamn. Every year on my Facebook timeline, I see people say, it's their year. 2023 is going to be your year. I've been on this earth for 41 years. I don't think any year has ever been my year. I think I've made some progress each additional year, but not enough to like hop on Facebook and be arrogant about it. Like, yeah, this is my year. This ain't anybody else's year but mine. I don't think I'm that arrogant. Uh, I don't get the hype either. I don't like people claiming it's their year. What happens to everybody else? What if somebody important died during that year? Can you blame them for the death? Like. You know, 2022 is my year. I'll be like, nigga, my dad died in 2022. Nigga, your year, it's your fault. I might do some shit like that. But anyway, uh, I came across 
a interesting article that I wanted to kind of share. Uh, it was kind of cool, but it was kind of like, I didn't get the whole point of it. Okay, so MSNBC released an article that said 63% of men use dates to become a better version of themselves for the other person. But it can feel like a therapy session. So basically what the article is saying, they surveyed 5,000 singles between the ages of 18 and 98 in the past year. 63% of men said dating helps them be a better version of themselves. But only 46% of women said the same. And 44% of men said dating over the last year helped them grow and improve as a person. But just 35% of women had the same sentiment. So it says men are leaving dates more self-actualized than women. And then they're saying because they're using the date as free therapy, which I vehemently disagree with. So basically, the person who wrote this article seems like a feminist. Uh-oh. I got a warning on my camera that said it's getting hot. Uh-oh. I hope that doesn't mean it turns off. But fuck it. We're going to rock this bitch till the wheels fall off. Anyway. I had an issue with this article. Why? Because I think the whole point of dating is to improve yourself. So 63% of men said dating made them better men. I can say dating made me a better man. My last relationship, I became a cleaner, more organized person because I was around my ex who was clean and organized. So I saw her organization skills and I learned from it and brought it to my house. Is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing to be around somebody neat and clean and then it influences you to be a little bit neater and cleaner? I'm pretty sure any of my friends who have been over my house have noticed I'm a little more organized. Like, when you come over, you don't see the pile of clean clothes in the middle of the floor. A nigga just used to clean clothes, put them on the couch, and said, what's the point of folding them? Uh, fuck it, they're going to get wrinkled and worn again. So you just, every morning, you pick off clean clothes from the top and just put them on and go about your day. I mean, don't worry if I had a date or something to impress. I put the shirt in the dryer and hope that the heat will bring out the wrinkles because I'm not ironing it. But I'm more organized now. I got rid of all the random cardboard boxes that were hanging around my crib. I got rid of all the records that were scattered everywhere, and I neatly organized them on a shelf. And I learned all that from my last relationship. Is that a bad thing? I learned all that on my own. Not only that, being with somebody made me realize I needed to make more money. So I did. And all of this was cool because I said in the back of my head, if shit doesn't work out, I'll be a better nigga for somebody else. And that's exactly what happened. Now, I don't get the problem. Because I think the whole point of a relationship is to learn. Now, I tried to teach her. She had debt. I said, hey, do you have investments? No. Do you have stocks? No. Do you have cryptocurrency? No. 
Do you know anything about investing? No. Well, hey, I'd like to set up a stock account for you. I will do that some other time. Okay. Hey, are you familiar with cryptocurrency? Hey, I'm trying to show you how to do this shit on your computer. So She didn't want to learn. Everything went in one ear and out the other. And that's why 44, only 46% of women said the same. Hey, she had a lot of stuff. I tried to teach her. I tried to teach her how to make a beat. I tried to teach her how to edit videos. Uh, I tried I tried to teach her a lot of shit. She, hey. I think that's the reason why 46% of women said the same. I don't understand. The whole point of dating is to learn from your partner and improve. If, you, if you're somebody broke and you date somebody with money and you don't learn anything about money off of that, you're a fucking idiot. You should always be learning when you date. The only reason the only reason I can see you not learning is if you're just dating stupid motherfuckers that you can't learn anything from. See, I learned. You got to date people you can learn shit from. That was the appeal. Like, my ex, if she was messy, I couldn't have fucked with her because I'm messy. I had to learn. So I don't understand this, this, this thing of it being dismissed as therapy. When all you got to do is just sit back and listen to what a motherfucker got to say. But uh, I think part of that relates to dating being too damn transactional now. Everything revolves around numbers when it comes to dating now. Seriously, everything involves figures, how much you make, what percentage, uh, who does what in the relationship, how tall is he, how many inches... How much she weighs. Everything revolves around fucking numbers. It's not even about how well she rides a dick anymore. It's just about numbers. Everything is transactional. That's the, that's the main reason I fucking hate dating now. Anybody was like me. I, I've been on internet dating for like 20 years. Okay, I remember hopping on the internet at Central... And going on Black Planet and College Club and, and all of that shit. And we were dating to meet people in person. Like the, the, the notion of online dating 20 years ago was so bad. As soon as you met the person online and knew they weren't like a killer or something, you immediately gave them your, your phone number to... Just get off the, the fucking online shit because it was such a taboo thing back in the day. Nobody wanted to say, hey, we met online. That sounded like some loser shit. I remember meeting a girl in 2006 and we dated for a couple months. And she was like, if anybody asks, we met at a party. Don't tell them we met through MySpace. And I was like, why does it matter? But I guess there was some sort of shame associated with meeting people online and i guess that shame is not there anymore so now people feel comfortable saying and doing shit they wouldn't say to you or do to you in person and i think that's part of the reason why dating sucks now let's be honest everything changed because of the smartphone or the camera the camera is really what fucked everything up Technology didn't fuck it. If there were no cameras on phones 
we would still be dancing at the club. Let's be honest here. Cameras fuck the game up for everything. Niggas can't do shit no more. You worried about that camera. I can't wild out in the club. Somebody might catch me on video. I might be running for president in another 10, 20 years. And there's some camera phone footage of me wilding out in 2015 or something. The camera phone is what fucked up. There are some beautiful professional ladies. I could have seen butt ass naked in the club, but there was a camera phone. So they had to be all reserved and think about their career. I remember, I remember the club before the camera phone. The club was fun. I remember being 18 in DC Live. That was a club. It was like fucking six floors. And each floor was just different shit. Pool tables. DJs. Niggas playing spades. Niggas playing dominoes. Niggas drinking. Niggas dancing. Niggas throwing darts. The club was just unbelievable back then. It was fun. There was so much shit to do. And now, because of camera phones, we gotta be in the club fronting for other motherfuckers who ain't even in the club. We can't even sit back and enjoy ourselves because we're performing and putting on for people who ain't even in the goddamn room. Fuck the camera. I can't even say fuck the camera phone. Let me take that back. The camera phone has brought a lot of justice to people who otherwise wouldn't have seen it. So there are positives. The downside is it fucked up the club. That's the downside. Without camera phones, the club would be popping, but a whole lot of people wouldn't have got justice. So now we got a debate. Is justice more important than having a good time at the club? We'll never know. But anyway, I think that's all the covered top. Hold on. Branson sent me a topic. He said, make sure you talk about this. Uh, oh, here it is. Master P and Little Romeo. Okay. Anybody who isn't familiar, there's been a little bit of beef online in uh, the past week between Master P and his son, Little Romeo. And I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody under 30 agrees with Little Romeo. I mean, I don't think anybody over 30 agrees with little Romeo. That's some that's some young boy shit to hop on the internet and air your father's business out. That's really some young boy shit. And you can see the discord in generations between how you were taught to handle the shit growing up versus how this generation is taught to handle shit. That's another thing besides the goddamn camera phone that fucked shit up. Aaron family out on the internet. That's not that's not the business. You would I would never think to air my father's business out on the internet like that if there was actually anything to air out. To me that's wild. I mean, you don't put your dad's business out there. And even if, and even if there even if Master P fucked his uh, little Romeo's money up so the fuck what? That's between you and your father behind closed doors. Uh, I think like anybody who airs their parent out in a situation like that, 
Like, you know, parents can, you know, some parents are assholes, let's be honest. Some parents are abusive, and yeah, so, you know, some deserve to be aired out. But in this case, no, you don't, you don't air your parent out over finances, not publicly. You know what I'm saying? Finances, even if your parent is in the wrong, that's just, that's not shit you air out to the general public. Yeah. Even if it is true. Uh, Little Romeo basically said, uh, Master P, well, it, for those that don't know how all this shit started, it started with, uh, first of all, rest in peace, DJ Twitch. That was the dude I most know him from Ellen for being a DJ and dancing. I guess that's what he did. Apparently, uh, he committed suicide, uh, self-inflicted, um, I'm still kind of like, I don't know DJ Twitch. I I mean, isn't that his name? Twitch? What? I don't know, dude. I'm not familiar with him other than what I've seen on Ellen. Uh, so I don't know if there's any conspiracies around it. It just, it feels really weird to hear a dude just take his life. And from my understanding, it was over finances. So I don't know. I didn't really follow it. I just know... Uh, Suicide sucks. Part of me, uh, there was this part of me one time back in the day that thought of suicide, but then I said, man, if I'm take my life, who's going to be here to air out these disrespectful women? Nobody. So I decided that wasn't the right method. So I always tell people, suicide, don't do that shit. Because, you know, I learned if you can't do good on this earth, just at least stay on this earth to make bad people more miserable. But um, besides that, I don't think there was a conspiracy around it. But anyway, Master P gave a shout out to DJ Twitch, uh, said suicide is real. Uh, little Romeo came back and was like, oh, suicide is real. Why don't you show love? To my sister, a.k.a. your daughter, because apparently she died of suicide, was it? Uh, I don't know if she overdosed or what. Um, I, I, didn't, I never got the details behind it. I just know a young woman lost her life, and it really wasn't necessary. But uh, anyway, Romeo came back and was like, How you gonna show her this dude more love and, and concern than you showed your daughter? And Master P was like, Hey, chill out. Let's talk about this behind uh, the scene. And then a little Romeo fired back like, Hey, nigga, stop pretending you're a victim. Nigga. Uh, and then it just went off the hinges from there. But long story short, Romeo's in the wrong. Even Master P's in the wrong for what he did. If he did take his money and used it to pay taxes, allegedly, it still doesn't make it right to air your parent out. Airing your parent out makes you a sucker publicly if it's if it's over finances. Like, you know, like I said. So, uh, I definitely do not agree with Romeo. I don't agree with depression. I don't agree with suicide. People uh, reach out. Mental health is important. Uh, if you don't want to see a psychiatrist or talk to anybody, at least smoke some weed and think it out. Weed helps me meditate. Uh, you can try cybacillin mushrooms. Try mushrooms. I, I've never, I've never seen somebody who was like suicidal do mushrooms. 
Would that help? I don't know how it works, but I, I guess people should talk it out. But anyway, people, it's been an hour of me talking shit, uh, getting fucked up. I had every intention of wrapping gifts tonight. Like, I bought my niece and nephew's gifts, and I wanted to, like, spend time wrapping them. But then, I went outside to smoke a blunt. And after I came in, I just said, man, fuck life. And just didn't feel like rapping. Shit. So I just put all this stuff in a, in a trash bag. And I'm going to bring it over to my sister's house tomorrow. And she's just going to... I don't know what to tell them. I, I don't think they believe in Santa Claus anymore. Uh, I'm going to still get credit for it. Because I just didn't feel like rapping gifts. So, Do you think kids care? You think kids care if a gift is wrapped or not? I remember when I was a little kid, like five and six, none of my gifts were wrapped. I think my parents just hid them. And then when like we were asleep, they would bring them out and put them on the sofa. But none of it was wrapped. So is that like a traumatic thing for kids? Like, oh, they're, they're having mental issues because they grew up with not having their gifts wrapped. I don't want to mentally scar anybody. Well, we'll figure it out tomorrow. Well, anyways, we got about um, 25 minutes to Christmas. I have not watched my official annual viewing of Gremlins. Because Gremlin, Ooh. Sorry, I just had a thought. Gremlins is the perfect holiday movie I can watch with my niece. Because she's... I've been putting my niece on the horror movies. Last time I was here for Thanksgiving, me and my niece watched Candyman. Not uh, the original Candyman from uh, 92 with Tony Todd. Uh, you know, the, the, the bodyguard from Lean On Me. Uh, and she loved it. She loved the original Candyman. Now, my sister does not allow her to watch, our, watch R-rated movies. But my niece is 10 years old. And... I had to remind my sister, like, you remember when I was like five and you were eight and grandpa was supposed to be watching us, but he drank too much uh, Schaefer's beer and fell asleep and we would go on the TV and flip it till we saw Jason and Freddy Krueger and we were like five and eight years old watching R-rated movies and we didn't have nightmares, we came out fine and now you're restricting your 10-year-old daughter from watching R-rated movies, knowing we watched them and they came out fine. So I, 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 last last time I was home for Thanksgiving, we watched Candyman, the original one, and we watched, it, here's what pissed me off. After Candyman was over, I told her Candyman was one of the scariest movies I had ever seen as a child. And when it was over, she looked at me and rolled her eyes and said, it wasn't that scary. I felt insulted. It was kind of like she was calling nine-year-old me a bitch. Like, oh, you were scared at nine. I'm ten. I'm not scared. I was like, okay, okay. I, you, you weren't scared then. Oh, you, you the big dog now. Okay, let's watch Evil Dead 2 then. Yeah, let's let's see you have nightmares off a of, uh, fucking 
heads getting split open with chainsaws and blood gushing everywhere and shit like that. And she watched the whole thing like a trooper. I was kind of, I'm kind of insulted because now, now, I, my job is to find a horror movie that's going to scare my 10-year-old niece. That's fucked up. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here trying to figure out what's going to scare the shit out of this 10-year-old little girl. Maybe The Exorcist. My sister's going to be like, no, 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 no. But if she watched Evil Dead 2, I don't think there's much she can't see. She, she saw that shit and went through it like it didn't bother her. Um, I need a, a very scary movie. I just, now I'm at the point now where my only job is I just want to scare my niece with a movie, like a horror movie. I was, I'm, I'm still insulted. She said Candyman wasn't scary. Like, yo, that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And you just, nah, nah, I got to figure out something. I'm going to do The Exorcist. After We're going to watch Gremlins tomorrow because that's just the Christmas movie. Now I'm going to put her on to the... Isn't, didn't The Exorcist happen during Christmas time? Isn't that a Christmas movie? Well, I don't know. I'm going to put her on to Gremlins and Die Hard. I just want to put her on to my Christmas movie. So that's the plan for, for tomorrow and for the rest of the week. I'm going to be in Maryland till Friday, and then I'm going to come back uh, maybe Saturday to do the show and celebrate the new year with my people. Yo, if you know of any events worth going to New Year's Eve, you can send them to the FM Podcast Facebook page. You can put them in the comments. You can do whatever you want. Just make sure we get them. I kind of want to do a live broadcast while we ring in the new year. That's just kind of my plan. But we got a lot of shit on deck. Real shit. I don't like saying shit and we don't have a plan. We got some major shit coming up. Shout out to Bash Wallace. Um, I should have shouted him out in the beginning. I should have shouted everybody out in the beginning. I feel like an asshole now because I didn't think about that. Make sure you go to uh, 8th and Fancy and get all of your... Uh, adult beverages and snacks. Uh, shout out to Bash Wallace. Shout out to uh, Branson and Kelly Joe. Shout out to uh, Buddha. Shout out to everybody just doing their thing. Uh, the Hebrew effing lights. I like that. We might we might stick with that. But anyway, fam, it's the effing podcast. Uh, Merry fucking Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. I hope y'all get all the shit you want under the Christmas tree. Yada, yada, yada. Peace. Take care.